Good morning, people. Good morning. What's up? What's up? This is your boy, Mr. M.I.A., the Black Badger. You are now tuned into another episode of The Fly Zone, and this is your daily dose. Boy, 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 a lot has happened over the last 24 hours in the sports world and entertainment world. Whew. Man, let's get this ball rolling. We're going to start off with this. Antonio Brown is being sued and accused of rape. I mean, this is just, you know, this is, I haven't watched soap operas in many a, many a moon now. And the saga behind, you know, Antonio Brown's life is just, I mean, in, in his professional and personal life. I have to say, though, before we start anything else, the timing of this is very off. And you know what? Hold up, hold up. Let me back up. Matter of fact, let me back up before we even get into this. More importantly, today... As you all know, is September 11, 2019. The, that day, fateful day where back uh, during the World Trade Center uh, Tower, we, we should honor all our fallen first responders and people who died that day. I, I just want to, you know, take a moment just to uh, recognize that and take a moment of silence for those individuals who lost their lives and gave so much during this time of tragedy. All right. Now, back to this A-B thing. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. It just don't... I mean, you know, the popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the popcorn... I've got a lifetime supply of popcorn right now. For, I mean, this is just, this is too much. I mean, just, oh, man, man, man. Whatever's going on with this guy, right? It's got to be. I mean, it, this isn't a laughing matter, but I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. So, what it seems to have is that, okay, so the New England Patriots wide receiver Antonio Brown has been accused of raping his former trainer according to a federal lawsuit that was filed Tuesday. The lawsuit alleges that Brown sexually assaulted the woman in three separate incidents, two in June 2017 and one May in 2018. Brown's attorney, Darren Heitner, issued a statement saying that Brown denied each and every allegation in the lawsuit. Further, Heitner says Brown will be pursuing all legal remedies to clear his name. CBS News has also confirmed that Brown plans to countersuit. Now, we all know that Antonio Brown, A.B., joined the Patriots Monday and is scheduled to have his first practice with the team Wednesday, which is today. In the statement, the Patriots said they're fully aware of the lawsuit that's filed against Brown. They take these allegations very seriously, and the Patriots state under no circumstances that this organization condones sexual violence or assault. Before I get into the details of this lawsuit... I just want to say it's it's kind of ironic and odd. Looking at the statement where it says, under no circumstances does this organization condone sexual violence or assault. Okay? Which is perfectly fine. This is understandable. But I gotta ask. I don't know if you guys know where I'm going with this, but you might. <laughs> and if Charlemagne gets wind, if he hasn't talked about it already because I haven't listened to Breakfast Club, I mean, he should pick this up on his radar and maybe have a field day with this. The Patriots don't condone sexual violence or assault, which nobody should. But they'll condone their owner in a spa, in a hot tub, getting freaky dicky with some escorts. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just ironic. Like, okay, you know, they kind of got hush hush. It's no 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 uh uh charges were filed for obvious reasons. Well, you know, you do the math. But in any event, I just wanted to you know make an observation and point that out. <clears throat> so. Moving along to the details in this, so the lawsuit alleged that Brown first exposed himself to and kissed a woman without a consent back in June 2017, while at one of his homes in the Pittsburgh area. Later that same month, she alleged that her and Brown were at his Miami home watching a religious video and said he started masturbating behind her without her knowledge and did ejaculate on her back. <clears throat> the woman alleges that Brown referenced the incident in a profane text, which she included in her lawsuit. Also, according to the lawsuit, the woman then shortly after cut her working relationship off with Brown. But after he allegedly promised her he would stop any sexual advances, she agreed to train with him again. In May 2018, the lawsuit alleged that Brown forced the woman down onto a bed, pushed her face into a mattress, and forcibly raped her. The lawsuit alleged that the woman screamed and cried throughout the rape and repeatedly said no. In a statement, the woman said she would cooperate with the NFL if there's any investigation. And Brown's camp, where his attorney stated that Brown acknowledged engaging in a consensual personal relationship with her. Whew. Now look, in the climate of this country, we're supposed to be in a democratic society, but with the way things are today, instead of being innocent until proven guilty, you're proven guilty until you prove yourself beyond a shadow of anybody's doubt innocent. I mean, there's a million ways I can go with this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to say I wasn't there to say it happened, I wasn't there to say it didn't happen. What I can tell you is that sometimes, at a lot of times when we look at these situations, that common sense has a way of bringing yourself in when the details are explained, you know, from one side. Like I said, there's three sides. And some of those details at times just kind of beg the imagination, you know. You never know a person's mental state. You can't say, well, the average person, because, you know, who's to, who's to measure what the standard of average is in these days and just in general. But, you know, I have to say from my own personal opinion, this is my opinion, and we can agree to disagree. This is my opinion. And I'm not saying this because I am an Antonio Brown fan. I'm a Packers fan, but I am a sports fan. And I like him as an athlete. Some of those details sound a little bit sketchy to me. And it's kind of like, what the hell, if this, that, and the third went on, would you... I mean, you, you gotta ask that question. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Crazier things have happened. I've seen crazy things. I have witnessed crazier things. But I don't know. The timing of this seems just too perfect. And then with some of those details, you know... I don't know, people. You, you, you know, you guys, you, you guys be the judge of me. You can hit my Twitter and tell me what you think about it. You know, uh, hit me at Mr. MIA at the Fly Zone One. You know, drop me a comment. You know, and I'll read out some of the comments in my emails: g7wrld at gmail.com. So g7world at gmail.com. You know, this thing right here. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna be watching this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my popcorn and wait to see how this unfolds. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna lost some words, but. You know, hopefully this thing works itself out in one way or another, and I guess we'll all have to wait to see. Moving on to other topics inside of the sports world. Oh, and this is hitting close to home when I say this. 
Oh, Yelich. Yelich from the Milwaukee Brewers, my home baseball team, has suffered a fractured knee, putting him out for the rest of the season. Oh, my God. And the game against Miami was in over the 4-3 and three victory. He was hit by an 80-mile-an-hour ball. You know, and it's just people. I don't know if you follow baseball or, you or you know, we're almost in October. The hunt for the postseason is on. We are one game outside of the Chicago Cubs for a wild card. And if you follow baseball last year, we were one game away from making the World Series, which is a big thing here for us in Milwaukee. And for this to happen, I mean, we'd already lost Woodruff a couple of months back, who's one of our star pitchers. Now we use lose Yelich coming into this game who had 44 home runs who was maybe two weeks out from being voted again as the league MVP April this hurts on so many levels so many levels but he's going to be returning to Milwaukee to have another MRI they don't know if he's going to need uh, surgery on his knee but his season is definitely over oh now, the coach for the Brewers said, the manager said that, you know, they fought through injury before. And, you know, this time last year, you know, there was another freak accident with one of our star players. And we fought really hard and still made it. I mean, I have faith in my team. And when things like this happen, you're supposed to have faith in your team. And you, we can hope that the bullpen pulls out. It's just that, oh, the irony. You know, it's almost akin to... What happens with the Green Bay Packers when Roger goes down? All you Packer fans out there, you from other states, you know once that happens, you're like, oh, we have a defense now, but it's like, oh. <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's just, yeah. <sighs> he shattered his knee and that shattered my, you know, my heart. And, 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 and we'll see. We'll see. We, we, we will see what happens, you know? Um, I hope I hope he recovers. You know, I mean, he's a star player. We love him here in Milwaukee, and you know, it's just one of those things. You know, it happens. It happens in all sports. It's like, what can you do? You know, but the rest of the teams got to pull together. That's what they get paid the money for, and that's what they were signed on for being so talented. Give me a second. Let me take my coffee. My hot Java. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Whew. So. Yeah, that, 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 that's a bad one. Bad one for the Brewers. Um, i tell you what. You guys give me a second. <laughs> it's your boy, Mr. MIA. I'm still reeling over this, and I have to collect myself. Give me a moment, and I'll be right back at you. Got to go pay some bills and all that. You know how it goes. You guys don't go nowhere. This is the Fly Zone, the Daily Dose, Mr. MIA. I'll be right back. The Black Batch, North Mill for real, baby. Alright, alright, okay, okay, we are back. Welcome back to the Fly Zone. It's your boy, Mr. MIA, the Black Badger. You're now tuned into another episode of the Daily Dose. So, a little bit of local news from where I am here in Milwaukee in the state of Wisconsin. A Kenosha man has been accused of running a multi million dollar TC operation. Now, this story right here comes right out of Kenosha County. 
A 20-year-old Kenosha County man has been arrested for running a multi-million dollar marijuana operation, according to Kenosha News. Reportedly says Tyler Huffhines. <laughs> the man's last name is Huffhines. Is <laughs> looking at, well, apparently what he was selling wasn't Huff. But he's looking at several charges, including manufacturing the THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, there's no news there, and maintaining a drug trafficking place. Neighbors of a condo at the village in Bristol say police raided the home last week. The police supposedly seized 188 pounds of marijuana worth about $1.5 million. They also recovered eight guns and about $15,000 to $20,000 in news cash. The newspaper said that Huff Hines had employees fill thousands of vaping cartridges a day with THC oil and to be sold for like $16 a piece. The neighbors in the community said it's shocking on the store said Huff Hines shop at often. You don't expect somebody that nice and polite to be going about their way then you hear something like that it's hard to believe what's hard to believe is that (laughs) somebody can be nice as a church lady and have about 20 bodies buried in their basement you know that's just something kind of the world we live in so Huff Hines would be you know arraigned in this case uh it's in the development story and the sheriffs are holding uh expect to hold a press conference sometime later on today uh, in other local news, well, well, before we move on to that, you know, with the vaping pens, I don't know how much uh, you guys watch the news or uh, CNN and, and one of the other news affiliates, but not too long ago, uh, my great city in Milwaukee was on CNN where the mayor had urged everybody who lives here to stop vaping, vaping because the vaping has a direct, possible direct, strong direct uh, uh, linking to lung disease from the vaping. This was put on August 29th uh, on CNN, which is, of course, is a nationwide network. So, um, to those people who, if you're out there vaping, be careful what you vape. You know, in my understanding, I mean, I'm not condoning or advocating the use of any type of uh, illegal, legal or illegal substance, but just just be careful what you put into your body, man. You know, you gotta watch your health. In other news around uh, the Milwaukee area, in my great city of Wisconsin, two 17-year-olds were charged with arson. These two 17-year-olds apparently set fire to a playground at Butterfly Park. I mean, guys, like, come on, like, really, I I, I just don't, I I, I don't get, I don't get the, the reason behind this. The two 17-year-olds in charge after the playground was set on fire September 1st. Treshawn Campbell and Jaqueline Howe are charged with arson after investigators say they caused about $3,000, sorry, $30,000 worth of damage to a playground at Butterfly Park. When police tried to figure out what happened, someone who lived, lived near the park told investigators a group of teens had been coming to the park every day and that the same group set a garbage can on fire on August 31st. The complaints also said they arrested and questioned a 14-year-old suspect for setting a slide on fire the day before. The 14-year-old identified five people who hadn't been involved, including Howe and Campbell. Police were able to take Howe and Campbell into custody through the help of other witnesses. The witnesses told police he saw Campbell light the fire and that Howe was throwing debris into the fire whenever it would diminish and try to reignite it. The witnesses said he later looked out his window and saw the park burnt and destroyed. Now, these two young men obviously are misguided. I mean, and they could have been doing a million more things, positive things. You know, you could have been picking up trash 
inside the playground. Not burning it down. I mean, you know, come on. You know, unfortunately, you know, with a lot of the uh, young teens, you know, that's the culture in, 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 in my city. And there are, you know, individual programs that are working very hard to try and change this mind state. You know, so hopefully this will be a lesson from them. Whatever consequences comes from this, you know, it'll be a life lesson. They're still young enough where they won't make these type of mistakes again, you know, because once you get that mark on your report card, you know, there's just not a lot you can do. There's a lot of limitations and resources um, moving forward with that. Uh, in other world news around the country, most Americans want to see Congress pass gun restrictions. Democrats and Republicans can agree that Congress should tighten gun laws by passing universal background checks and red flag laws and require gun licenses as well and to increase funding for mental health. Now, on that note, I do want to say this, and some of you, once again, might agree to disagree with me. I am an advocate of First Amendment rights. Well, the right to bear arms. Sorry, my, my constitutional prowess is a little rusty, but I am I am an advocate for um, bearing arms. And the reason that I say this is because you know there are there are multiple ways to protect yourself, um, and I believe that responsibility plays a big a big part in that. A responsible gun owner. Um, is one who follows all the rules and regulations of owning the gun and responsibility of carrying and keeping these guns. Mental health is something that really needs to be focused on. Mental health. Okay? Mental health. There's a saying, I remember uh, <laughs> DMA said in the movie one time, guns don't kill people. Stupid motherfuckers with guns kill people. You know? <laughs> and it, excuse, excuse, excuse my French, but... You know, and, and, and to a certain context with that, you know, if a person's mind state is not stable, then no, they should not be able to own, or sh- nor should they possess a deadly weapon of any kind. And I think that we need to focus more on that and be able to streamline those individuals who mental stability are, are is in question you know and tell me what you think like i said you know uh you can always give me your thoughts and ideas either send it via my twitter page uh mr mia at the fly zone one or hit me up on my email g7wrld at gmail.com the g7world at gmail.com you know and let me know what you think you know on this subject but i do believe that certain laws and legislation should be passed you know in order to make sure that the people who who responsible individuals who would like to possess and own a weapon should be able to have that you know now what these entail i don't know because there is a lot of red tape and special interest group you know hey i'm from the hood you know what i mean but i'm not stupid i know a lot <laughs> you know I, I read i read so you know and and that's my that's my take on that you know so uh for right now that's my little bit of news for you guys uh gotta go pay some bills back a couple of rounds you know where i'm at i'll be right back at you you know with some more juice you don't go nowhere this is mr mia the black badger you are tuned into the daily dose on the fly zone don't you go nowhere Alright, alright, I'm back. It's your boy, Mr. M.I.A., the Black Badger, North Mill, for real. So, I want to sit and talk about a, a host of topics. Uh, and 
I thank you guys for being patient with me as uh, I started to build the show and, and I come up with new ideas and new ideas are shared with me. And I get a little more organized with, you know, what I do. Then I guess my format will be a lot better. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you'll stick around for the progression of that. I mean, I believe in being unorthodox too at the same time, but you have to have some sort of conformity and, you know, organization, you know two things to kind of you know have a consistent flow so you know once I get more into it and I start to get a better feel of what I'm doing I mean I'm comfortable with this you know um but making sure that you know I can streamline you know what I do and bring to you you know you get the gist you get the gist so uh one of the things I want to put a spotlight on one of the artists from Milwaukee Wisconsin who's been around for a while uh you can actually see this link on my Twitter uh at the Fly Zone 1, Mr. M.I.A. His name is Twan Mack, and he's put out the single. Uh, the single is called Have a Nice Day, H-A-N-D. So Twan Mack is an MC producer and CEO, an entrepreneur. He's proven his national reign in dope contemporary hip-hop via captivity and quality music. He's also been noted for working with uh, such people as the rest, uh, I'm sorry, Arrested Development, um, he's also worked with Roxanne Shantae, who, who originally, oh, I'm sorry, let me back that up. This song was actually originally done, and this song is paying homage to Roxanne Shantae, who originally recorded the song uh, 30 years ago under the producer Marley Marl. So he's run with people, you know, as I said, like Arrested Development. He worked, he's worked with a lot of people in the industry. Um, you know, he's actually right now going to be tour touring in the fall with Strickland of EMC, Master Ace. You know, he's worked with uh, local artist Ishdar, Sky, you know, Sky Zoo. He's worked with Raz Kaz and Tragedy Kadifa, Kadafi. Sorry, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's, he's done a lot. I know, I know Twan. I've seen him, you know, uh, multiple times. We've had, you know, conversations in the past. So, you know, check him out, you know. Twan has been around for a while, you know, he's uh, a staple of uh, the hip-hop community in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so as I said, the link to that song is on my Twitter page, and you know, feel free to drop your comments, you know, uh, you, know see, you know, see who he is and see more about him. Okay, moving on. One thing that I've noticed and I want to talk about was Hasbro. Hasbro recently has been making some strategic moves, some interesting moves. I was just reading something that Hasbro has created a Miss Monopoly game. And the game is actually geared toward bringing acknowledgement to the pay scale of women, per se. The game is actually has been modified to give it more of a, how can I put it? Uh, not gender-based, but it focuses more on the inequality of women in our society, and pretty much it's set up. Like one of the things is that you know usually when you go past go, you know you receive a certain amount of money. Well, Hasbro has included that when a woman hits past go, instead of getting paid the two hundred dollars, she gets paid two hundred forty. I don't know. I'm going to send the link to, you know, on my Twitter account and uh, let you guys check it out and explain it more in detail. But I like the concept. The concept is nice. You know, um, 
down to the pieces and uh, just the way that they actually just the way that they actually, you know, shape the game. You know, it's a pretty good concept and I think it brings more awareness to um, the inequality that, you know, women see in the workforce and just just as a whole. You know, so you can check that out uh, on my Twitter account at the Fly Zone One. Interestingly, interestingly, Hasbro has also gained the owning rights of, wait a minute, get this, get this, Death Row Records. Yes, Hasbro has acquired the ownership right of Death Row Records as a part of a $4 billion deal. And I'll, I'll put that article uh, on the, on the uh, Twitter link too so you can check it out yourself. I mean, it's crazy. And, and the thing is, you know, I have been, I have been following, you know, what had been happening with Death Row, you know, for a while now. And Death Row Records had become, after Suge filed for bankruptcy and the court actually obtained Death Row, I don't know if many of you know this, it became owned by, uh, I believe it was a company in Canada who was part of a hedge fund group. Now, you got to remember, you know, Death Row still had the Masters of Snoop Dogg and our beloved Tupac, you know. So, I'm thinking, like, wow, you know, his stuff is just floating out there, you know. And I've always, in the back of my mind, wondered, like, you know, because I know his mom, before she passed, was running his estate. And, I'm, you know, I always wondering, like, man, like, you know, are they going to get these? I mean, it's probably material we've never even heard from Pac, and it's just floating in limbo. You know, these people, they can't, I can't, I, I want to say with for surety that they can't appreciate, you know, uh, the material that they have from Pop, you know, and it's like it's just floating out there in limbo. Like, you know, is somebody gonna do anything? But anyway, um, Toy Maker Hasbro has had acquired the label Death Row Records, which counts as, as as Tupac and Snoop Dogg among its artists, as part of a bid to grow uh, stable of family friendly entertainment. The worldwide Toy Maker announced a four billion dollar deal. Uh, to buy because they bought E1 Entertainment, which used to be for E1 was Koch. Okay, so uh, it actually produced animated kids shows such as Peppa Pig and PJ Masks, but also you know they own the rap label. Hasbro, which owns the rights to My Little Pony, Monopoly, and Mr. Potato Head, has said the company was looking to expand family brands and television production with the purchase. <sighs> Hasbro has been doing a lot. It's just it's, it's funny. It's funny though that Death Row Records would end up being owned by a toy maker. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like I'm thinking like, wow, man. You know, at all this time, why I would have liked to have seen something like maybe the, some artists get together. You know, even if it was Jay. You know what I mean? And 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 some other artists to, you know, get get Death Row Records, you know what I mean? Forget all the politics. So, yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's just crazy, man, you know? And Death Row was founded back in 1991, as we all know, you know, by Suge Knight. And, and at that time, it was one of the most influential labels, some of the biggest names on the, on the West Coast. You know, however... Suge filed for bankruptcy in 2006 and after a series of lawsuits and then Suge being locked up 
and it changed hands several times and it ended up in E1 Entertainment. E1 purchased Death Row Records for $280 million. And this is according to Rolling Stones. My goodness. I would like to see a resurrection. Of, they they got to do something with that. You know, they got to do something with it. I just hate to see it sitting in limbo and, you know, I'm pretty sure that, like, you know, somebody's got to do something with that. You know, it, it's just, uh, it's just such a shame. It's, it's such a waste of, you know, especially with, you know, Pac's material, you know, being in there. There's no telling how much is in there and what hasn't been heard, you know, and I love to hear some, some Pac that I hadn't heard, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm and i a huge, I think I've heard everything from Pac, but every now and then, something services and I'm like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like he never left. He's like he never left. So, uh, that's my two cents for that segment. Uh, you guys give me a moment. I'm going to be right back at you. You know, as usual, got to try to pay some bills. Um, come back and uh, I'm going to try to talk about, you know, one thing before I close uh, this segment out. I'm going to start pointing out, uh, oh, bring it, speaking on topics of uh, the things that concerns you know me the most and just give a little a little tad bit of information because i like to you know for my culture and just for people in general so you know you guys stay tuned i'm gonna drop that for you make sure you don't go nowhere this is mr mia the black badger you are tuned into the fly zone in your segment of the daily dose you guys don't touch that dial Alright, alright, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back About to close this episode of Fly Zone out In the segment of the Daily Dose um, I had some things that was on my mind I want to put out real quick One, um, prayers go out to those people out there in Dorian you know, that, that, that suffer from Hurricane Dorian It seems like sometimes, I know right now we're dealing with You know, it is 9-11 But, you know, being 9-11 It just makes me think about, you know I always count your blessings, people you know, make sure that, you know, be thankful for what you have, even though if you may not seem like, it may not seem like much when you think about, you know, people who've lost their lives, even with Doria, you know, people who've lost everything, you know, um, and where they are right now, who've been, who's been displaced uh, because of this natural disaster. So prayers go out to them, um, especially on a day like today and, and people make sure you count your blessings and, um, you know, always be grateful, you know, try to keep the faith, you know, even though a lot of times it gets hard for a lot of us. So you guys want to put that out there Why you know, that was on my, my heart and on my chest. Um, another thing I want to touch on before we close out, uh, is financial literacy, especially amongst, uh, the African-American community and culture. I came across a, well, before I get to that real quick, financial literacy is very important for a lot of us. Uh, we need to learn it. We need to strengthen our community and infrastructure by learning, you know, financial literacy. You know, it's, it's a very important life skill and key, especially for us in the economic situation we find African-Americans in all across this country and in our neighborhoods to learn. Uh... Teach your kids, teach yourself, always become well-informed. You know, like I said, I'm from the inner city. I'm from the hood, you know, but that still doesn't define who I am and my uh, ability to do things, you know. I don't pigeonhole myself, 
you may find I might say and do a lot of things, you know, um, but that's one thing I don't, I don't do, I don't put myself inside of a box and allow myself to, uh, be predestined to be one thing or, or do a certain thing just because, uh, where I'm from demographically, you know what I mean, I am highly educated, I done done some stupid shit, <laughs> excuse my French again, but I am, I'm highly educated, you know, and I'm gonna still continue, you know, to do some things that may be a little misguided, you know, and I'll admit, you know, and it may be a bad judgment, but it's all a learning process, so with that being said, I'm gonna leave a link to this uh, website that I would like you know, some of my people to go on, and it's called the African American Financial Capability Initiative. And on this site, you'll find different topics ranging from savings, uh, financial capability, jobs and income, housing and ownership, consumer protection, racial wealth, equity, and taxes. I'm actually going to uh, do some due diligence and reach out uh, to this organization because they can do a lot here in Milwaukee. You know, they're touching they're, they're, they're uh, on a lot of cities that have these problems, like Des Moines, Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, you know, all across the country. So I'm going to reach out to these people and actually see this organization, actually see what and if anything they can do for Milwaukee. Uh, because the, the economic disparities here, I mean, it's just, you go online, you don't even have to stumble upon it, you know, but, uh, I'm going to leave a link to their website, uh, at my, on my Twitter account, uh, Mr. MIA at the fly zone one and something interesting that, uh, this site says that, you know, the racial wealth divide initiative at prosperity now believe that people closest to racial and economic inequality are also best positioned to address it. It is estimated that it will take 228 years for black Americans to reach the level of wealth white households enjoys today. Individual behavior is often seen as the cause of racialized wage and wealth divide. However, there is compelling evidence that racial economic inequality is primarily the result of long-term investment in some communities and a lack of investment in others. The African-American Financial Capability Initiative aims to reverse this trend. That's a whole lot. And that's what I love to hear. That right there is a wealth of information and a beacon of hope. So as I said, I'm going to leave the link to this website on my Twitter account. Mr. MIA at the Fly Zone One. You know, check it out. And I'm going to reach out to them and then on later shows, I'll let you know what I come up with. You know, but I just want to leave you guys with that before I close this segment out. And I'm going to try to, you know, touch on those topics as much as I can. You know, not just where it's most important in my culture, you know, but for people in general as well. But, you know, I can speak from, you know, where I stand. And it's part of my community is how much we need this. So, once again, thank you guys for, you know, joining me on the Fly Zone. I appreciate your time. If you're listening to this, spread the word. You know, leave your, your comments and questions. You can hit me up at g7wrld at gmail.com. That's g7world at gmail.com. Email any questions, you know, even if it's, you know, giving me, you know, your peace of mind. Please try to keep it civilized, you know. Or hit me up in my Twitter account for now. That my, my pages are in the process of being built. Uh, Mr. MIA at the Fly Zone One. You guys stay blessed, stay safe out there, you know, and I'll see you next go round.